and we are rolling. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Josh. Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast. It is March 2nd, March 2nd, 2018 already. So we'll be chatting about movies from March 2nd to the 8th. And I'm joined by Lee today. Yes, I'm sitting in a chain to a chair in your kitchen. Yeah. Swarming cat hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep on expecting the cat to just jump in and jump on your shoulder and then have to, like, EpiPen you or something. <laughs> it's a weird week this week because we only have a couple of movies and it's Oscar Sunday. So we have that coming up on the big screen. As we speak, my internet's down. So usually I'd be cheating and looking at the internet, but I do know that because it's a short week, we have... Three Billboards returning, Shape of Water for the first time with us, and then the Ottawa premiere of Like Me, and then the Oscars. And then that's pretty much it. And I haven't seen Three Billboards yet, so I'm glad we got that back. And I'm dying to see Shape of Water. Last night I saw Phantom Thread inching towards seeing all the Oscar films. I don't know, do you think we'll get that back, or is that gone? Phantom Thread? Phantom Thread? Yeah, I think so, because yeah. I was went into Walmart, and Three Billboards in Darkest Hour on Blu-ray. Oh, and wow, it really? kind of pisses me off yeah. that the studios don't think to themselves, huh, maybe we should wait till the spring because they're both going to win an Oscar Sunday night. And right. Oscars mean more box office money. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know if it means any more Blu-ray money, but I just can't believe those two movies are sitting there already. That's so crazy. I know. I, I, I So Phantom Thread, yeah, because... There's nothing else to be showing. I mean, after I imagine the big winners will be Shape of Water, Three Billboards, The Darkest Hour will win Best Actor, maybe. And maybe something like Blade Runner or... Um, no, Blade Runner for Best... Dunkirk. Dunkirk, maybe Dunkirk. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis will win. But um, I still think, yeah, we should bring it back because it's awesome. It's so good. It's, it's such a weird business model now because I don't know what the stats are on it, but video stores are essentially dead. And for home movie watch, I think the average person waits for Netflix. I don't know what Blu-ray sales are compared to what they were two, five, I know. however many years ago. I, I watched the South Park episode recently where okay, yeah. Cartman's dad, not Cartman's, the Stan's dad, I think, yeah. buys a blockbuster video for $10,000 and oh, sends yeah. it on a video <laughs> store, but no one goes to it. Yeah. And made me think, it's like, yeah, why am I still collecting Blu-rays? I like Blu-rays, I like the quality, and I like yeah. watching them, but yeah... Um, what are most people doing? Like, yeah, what does the average person do? Darkest Hour is now out on Blu-ray. How does the yeah. average person watch it? They're not going to go buy it. They're not going to go rent it. What are they going to do? Well, there's more and more households. On demand. Like, my, I have friends who are about my age, so, you know, young middle-aged folks who have kids now who are old enough to be kids who know what TV shows they want to watch, know what mm -hmm. movies they want to watch, and have no concept of a DVD or Blu-ray because it's all there. So those kids aren't buying we're so out of touch you know you think you and i should be more yeah. in touch <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i still collect blu-rays so i'm out of touch for that reason yeah you see everything at the mainframe in the movie theater. pretty much yeah yeah um so like really my home watching is tv for the most part and you don't know average people i don't know no. average people. Oh, no. i don't know how to ask i don't know who, who to point to it's like there's an average person go ask them well especially walmart when like their prices are relatively i don't know like they're not cheap, cheap for, for Blu-rays. I think, you know, it's like 25 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious. Like, I think most of our patrons are film goers. So they probably don't even know, yeah, that, no, I know. that something's out on Blu-ray. Like, I think about know? asking my wife's parents, but 
I know they don't care what's new on this Blu-ray or what's new out there right now. Like, is anyone at this past weekend who was sitting at home saying, I can't wait for three billboards to come out on On Demand. Was anyone doing that? Or or Darkest Hour? Yeah, it's very interesting. (laughs) And, like, so in, what, a week, a couple weeks, we're going to be screening The Last Jedi for a few screenings. Nominated for Oscars? That's out on Blu-ray. Theater March. A couple weeks after we have it. And so I've told people... It's so funny to me that I was. It's the last chance to see it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people, even now, people are more kind of pop culture savvy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even just little things like if you say AD, some people know it's assistant director, little things like that. But some people still don't have any clue about the whole Disney vault thing. Right. And the number of times that I've told people who I thought would be in the know and they would say, oh, are you going to screen that? And I'm like, oh, we can't because right. <laughs> Disney locks things away. And it was recently we had a rental in and it was a local group who were raising funds for a theater company. And I believe they sent you and you CC'd me on it about they want to do another rental. And they said, hey, Lee, here's our wish list of films. And it was half a dozen Disney musicals. Yeah. And you wrote back to them that, well, can't get any of those. Yeah. And the people still, I'm like, don't you notice that for the past 20 years, there's never been like Fantasia or 101 Dalmatians at the Mayfair. And that that's why, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like with Last Jedi, we're showing it, and then that'll be it. Yeah. Your last chance to see it on the big screen. And yeah, so yeah, I'm very curious the sales numbers of Blu-rays, because back in the day, it would be like, I remember even in our run, like but like say eight or nine years ago, it was part of your process. You'd be like, oh, we, we're going to screen this because it's coming out on Blu-ray then, then we can't show it anymore. But now, like you said, you stumble into Walmart, and you're like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> I did, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I, I don't even... There is a website called Video ETA that I go to sometimes when I'm booking something that's yeah. a few months to make sure it's not on Blu-ray yet. But, yeah, you don't go into Walmart and say, you see a sign that says, coming next week, or Best Buy. Where I think there's only two places to buy new ones. Oh, yeah, they're Best gone. Buy and Walmart. And you don't see these signs. Next Monday, this Tuesday. I, there's not even anything for The Last Jedi. No, not really. the biggest film of the year. Yeah. You'd think... You know, in the United States, there's Millennium Falcons flying around with dates on it, but in right. Canada, no one cares. Well, remember that feeling of when Batman was coming out on VHS? Yes. Everybody knew Batman yes. was coming out on VHS. And it was in every, not only in every, I don't think we had Walmart at the time, but every Zellers and Sears and, mm-hmm. and Rogers video, it was also in every Max Milk and, you know, it was everywhere. I forget the actor's name, but I was talking about Batman last night. Yeah. And I want to know if you know this. Because it was yeah. news to me. So in Batman, in the early part, in the first act, there's a slimy sort of heavy set detective with a mustache. Yeah, yeah. What's that character's name? Uh, you know oh who I'm talking? God. He's got the trench coat. He's got a mustache. I do. I fedora. forget his name, though. He was a new character, I think, just he, for the movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so that actor also played one of the CIA operatives in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's only in the first oh, yeah. part of the movie, the end of the movie. Yeah. He goes in... They ask Indy to tell him about the Ark of the Covenant, and he tells him that the power of God, and he rolls his eyes. And at the end of the movie, Indiana Jones goes to see them again. Where did you put the Ark? It's in safekeeping. He puts it in Area 51, but tells Indy not to worry about it. And uh, so that guy is the same. So you recognize the face? I do, yeah. He's also Porkins in Star Wars. What? 
totally didn't know that. As soon as you said that, I recognized him in Raiders, but I didn't realize he was Porkins. There's a festival going on in, in uh, Lexington, Kentucky that I was considering going to next weekend. A convention of comics and toys and three three pilots from the original Star Wars films are touring together, signing oh, autographs. Cool. The guy actor plays Wedge, Red Leader, and... Uh, one of the other guys. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, where's Pork? How come Porkins isn't traveling around with these guys? He died like ten, over 10 years oh, ago. Oh, wow. I think he died in 92. Anyway, no, right after Batman? I don't know if he died. Right. Anyway, yeah. I, I decided to look at what else he was in besides playing Porkins. Like, oh my God, he's in Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. and Batman? <laughs> like three of the, you know, three of those big giant movies? There's some of those guys who are in everything. Yeah. And it's just luck of the draw, especially if they lived in London. Yeah. Like, it'll be these, they'll be in in Superman and James Bond movies and Star Wars just because it wasn't that difficult to get that job at the time like it was a different world where yeah. like nowadays if you are wanting to be a stormtrooper in a Star Wars movie probably not the easiest thing but back then it would be just live in London yeah. and, and oh yeah of course yeah, um, if you had a headshot, you could probably be in Star Wars back then. I'm trying to quickly see if I can find the yeah. actor who played well, like, Porkins. And, and like Peter Mayhew was just a tall guy they found. Like right. he, he wasn't an actor. He was they they, they needed a seven foot eight foot guy, and they found him. Yeah, he well he was yeah he was already in um, Clockwork Orange. He was already um, yeah. So he was a bodybuilder, and he did that commercial. There's a there's a really good documentary okay. of him yeah. on Netflix. He did a commercial for helping kids cross the street. He right. was a superhero because he looked good in spandex. He yeah, had yeah. a big, broad chest. And then he did Le Clockwork Orange, and then boom, Star Wars. Yeah, so like I said, we were showing a couple of Oscar movies this week, Shape of Water and Three Billboards. And we'll probably still have some more Oscar movies coming because we've screened pretty much everything. I think the only thing we've missed is, is The Post, maybe, but... We're, oh, the post! Yeah, the post will get soon. We're um, damn near having screened all the best picture nominees. I'm sure the post will be uh, March, right? Uh, for, for what month are we in right now? We're March, in March. Yeah, we just got to March. Yeah, so the Oscars is Sunday. So if you're listening to this podcast right away, I'm going to get it up today on March second. The routine is that it is a members only event, but you can buy a membership at our box office, and we'll open doors at seven o'clock. So if you want to come in and watch some of the red carpet stuff, and then the ceremony starts at eight. Mm-hmm. and then goes till dawn <laughs> it's like I think it's only supposed to be a three hour event but it usually goes four hours right and because it's not a movie it's a real rarity at the cinema where there's commercial breaks so there's options to go for a bathroom break go for a popcorn break mingle a little bit and on those commercial breaks we give out prizes William Hoopkins William Hookins. <laughs> he played Porkins, died in 2005. He was also in Flash Gordon and Superman 4. It's kind of cool. I don't know how many people are talking about William Hookins on a podcast <laughs> right now. Sorry. Poor Porkins. Oh, by the way, I'm officially not going to the Oscars. Oh, yes. And I'd love to tell you about it. Yeah. But I don't, know, I don't think it's fair to anyone involved uh, right. on the podcast. But if you see me at the Mayfair at the Oscars and you're interested in knowing the story. why I'm not there, I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I just listened to a podcast with one of the screenwriters of Disaster Artist. Oh, it. really? It was, of all things, it was in, it was Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. Oh, wow. And usually that podcast, they talk to old timers. It's like mm-hmm. actors who were on sitcoms in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But this guy, I forget his name, is just a fan of the show. So he ended up getting onto the podcast. But he's just telling these stories about you know, meeting Tommy and stuff like that and just having been in that first person perspective of meeting Tommy, I just identify with everything he was talking about. Right. Of like he said, meeting Tommy with Greg and every time he met Tommy, 
Tommy would kind of forget who he was mm-hmm. and pretend to give him a big handshake and stuff or having him on the set was really weird because they were afraid he might you know have a nervous breakdown but everything worked fine and everything was cool but right but yeah I think I don't know I think they have a shot it's a it's a tough year this year there's so much good stuff in the script nominations and in, in everything but yeah it, let's see if the shape of water sweeps it doesn't seem to me I don't think it's Guillermo del Toro's best film no and it doesn't seem to me it um you know could sweep but I, but it's nominated for 13 Oscars how can it not win best picture yeah but it doesn't seem like it he'll probably win make an, a, a string of more films that could be nominated for best oh, picture yeah. isn't it sometimes when something gets nominated for a dozen awards it doesn't get a lot of wins like I seem to remember a couple of movies in the past few years that had 10 or 11 awards or nominations and then didn't fall through the color purple Oh, Color Purple, yeah. yeah. It was nominated 13 times, just like Shape of Water, and didn't win a sausage. Wow. The only thing that wasn't nominated, yeah. Steven Spielberg wasn't nominated for Best Director. That's crazy. Yeah, it was nominated in every wow, other that's category. Interesting. Yeah, didn't win a sausage, as they said. Would yeah. Say. So, yeah, so something stranger things have happened. And there's some things this year, too, where there's so many good people in a category, I'm not, like, upset. It's just like, oh, if Woody Harrelson wins instead of Sam Rockwell, I'm like, well, they're both cool. You know, like, it, it's a really tight well, then race. Well, the, then they get to promote... Solo, starring yeah. Oscar winner <laughs> yeah. Woody Harrelson. That's the other thing. I saw Donald Glover on Colbert, but really he was talking about his TV show mainly. But he's interesting because he just seems like this nice, quiet, kind of shy guy, but he's got so much talent. People love him. Oh, yeah. And, like, and he's like, if the movie was called Lando, I'd be probably double enthused. To well, I think that sort of seems that might happen because everyone's so like that the two trailers that came out everyone's talking about how good he doesn't say anything he just stands there yeah. the wind's blowing in his hair he's got a fur coat on everyone's like going <laughs> yeah. crazy <laughs> but it's funny one of my rare outings outside of the Mayfair I went to see Black Panther and thought it was great but they had all these trailers in front of it the thing is the movie's like two hours twenty minutes long and it was like a three hour excursion because there's 20 minutes of coke and car ads uh-huh. and then all these trailers and they're good trailers but I'm not really online and you know and especially you don't read anything online because it's all just like angry basement dwelling mm-hmm. nerds who give nerds a bad name so I saw the Han Solo trailer and the Venom trailer which I had heard through the grapevine that people were upset about and both of them I watched and were like yeah, that looked cool. You know, like, I, I don't know what people are so angry about. But Venom is just, it is, the movie's not finished. Yeah, and it's like, it's a teaser trailer, and mm-hmm. people are like, we didn't get to see any effects. And I'm like, well, yeah. It's, they don't exist. It's Tom Hardy. That's what that's the effect. There's Tom Hardy. You don't get to see the ball drop into the, the 2019 New Year's party, because that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Yeah. And in the, in the little, like, pre-show at the theater, at the multiplex, it's that annoying guy talking like the host the pre-movie host but it sounded like the sound was coming out of a laptop from 1990 i don't know what was wrong for what for the pre-show for like the pre-commercials oh, yeah, yeah it sounded for like it just sounded and i was like well i hope this isn't what the movie sounds like well i, I noticed where what cinema did you see that out on the west end at the west end lately i've been noticing when the pre-shows end at the multiplexes yeah. at, at anything cineplex or anything landmark when the pre-show ends Mostly Cineplex, actually. This is a, because Cineplex has that one guy who was just a, a regular scene member who they gave the job to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and before the DCP, before the DCP trailer start, the screen will glitch the black. 
Yeah. And at the very bottom of the screen, you'll see like a Windows icon. Yeah, yeah. And so it's playing <laughs> off a laptop. It's so crazy. Uh, in Toronto or yeah. something. And so, yeah, if this guy's laptop in Toronto doesn't have... Maybe, you know, if that sound issue is probably some jerk in yeah. Toronto with his crappy PC laptop. <laughs> the funniest thing is we went in, and like I said, I go, I'll go more this year, but I, I use my points and go to the, the big movies that we don't get. So I'll go see, you know, Solo, which we will get eventually, but I'll go see Death Deadpool. Wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I went in, and what I bought there was socks. They have, like, stuff yes. on sale. So they had socks on sale for, like, 75% off, and then it was, like, buy two, get one free. So I'm walking up to the candy bar and buying BB-8 socks? Buying nerd socks. And I was like, well, that's strange. You know that Deadpool comes out one week before Solo? One week before that was Avengers. It was like, that was oh the... That was not Avengers, Deadpool, Solo. It's like, none of these movies are going to be a hit if you release movies on top of each other like that. That's why now Avengers has pushed to... Jumped it's, up to April. The thing is, it's... You know, nerds are easy target because we're going to go see these no matter mm. what. And I always get mad when... Like, I was saying how... I could look at a franchise and go, I didn't really like Star Trek V, but then I really liked Star Trek VI. But my world didn't end. I didn't, nothing, my childhood wasn't ruined and my life went on. Or even on the television franchises, I didn't really watch the last couple of Star Trek franchises, but I still like the J.J. movies. But with nowadays, it seems that there's such anger if there's any derailment from what a person wants on the big screen. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, I think now we're in this routine where... I do feel slightly less excited for Han Solo, but the only reason is, is because that's the third Star Wars movie I've seen in three years, <laughs> yeah. where before that it was a 10-year gap, and before that was yeah. a, you know, whatever. So they're a bit more routine. That's going to happen now after Solo. Yeah. A year and a half will go by. And then after that, three Ryan Johnson movies, and I always laugh because it's you. But you don't feel that about Marvel? A little bit, but I still keep going and still am impressed, you know? But then now the thought of, like, like you just said, like, in this Disney Marvel world, and if if this whole Fox thing or win this whole Fox thing, that means like this year there's a Deadpool movie, an X Men movie, an Avengers movie. Ready uh, Player One's in two weeks, in three it's, weeks. It's and, so much. Yeah, no, it's Tomb Raider in two weeks. Then three weeks is Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider, and then Ready Player One. Some are starting like in two weeks, and, and some aren't gonna go. Like, uh, but I think if anything, and you know, I will stand corrected, but it's gonna be. Ready Player One or Tomb Raider. I think kind of the Marvel movies are safe. Yes. Like I. Well, what about Deadpool? Like Deadpool, the people are still excited about that. I remember how big be, it was. It was when it came out. That'll be interesting too. If if the if the buzz holds over that it was a fan favorite and did well with I think mm. normal humans too. You know, like <laughs> the normal humans. Most of those people who watch movies on demand. Yeah. I had a weird dream last night that I was at the Star Wars celebration, and there w- there is no Star Wars celebration for Solo. They de- oh, yeah. They yeah. delay. The next one will happen before episode nine comes out. So I was at the Star Wars celebration. They were showing the new trailer, and it was really awesome. Yeah. And they were showing clips of the movie, and uh, they brought us to a set that was in the movie. And in walked Ben Affleck as Batman, and Harvey, whatever his <laughs> name is, Superman. And the Flash came in, and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I go, oh my God, they're doing, they're mixing in. <laughs> the, I was in my head, the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, my dreams got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> my dreams got, and it was such a vivid dream. I woke up later, I'm like, wait a minute, Disney doesn't own DC, they own Marvel. Nerd demerits <laughs> dream. I, I can't believe my dream got that we're so wrong. So in your dream, Superman was going to be in a Star Wars movie? Yeah, in Solo. Yeah. In Solo. Yeah, <laughs> they're all in it. There's a scene where I guess where Lando and 
they were hanging out at a bar and they all just walked in and introduced themselves and uh, I was sitting in the set where they shot it it was really exciting and I hate that day if that ever came true but I was excited in my dream that it yeah. was happening and I woke up and it was so vivid See, there's sometimes like that that I think it'd be funny to make a trailer just to make people go crazy, you know? Like, people were concerned about J.J. with Star Wars for lens flares, of all things. Yeah. It was kind of his trademark on Mission Impossible and Star Trek and whatever. And I thought it'd be funny if the first trailer was just lens yeah. flares. Lens just flares. Just them in. And then Jar Jar, like, holding a lightsaber. And that was at the end of the trailer. <laughs> just, just to make people go crazy. How about Jar Jar shaving... Superman's mustache on. Yeah. <laughs> so no one complains about the CGI. <laughs> I was just explaining that to somebody the other day, and it blew their mind. Somebody, I was, I was talking about Justice League, and I said how I got to go see it at a preview, and, and I really went in hoping the best, and, you know, Joss Whedon working on a rewrite, and Danny Elfman doing the music, and mm-hmm. I, I really did hope for the best. And on the heels of Wonder Woman being pretty good, and I just didn't like it. And I explained to him the, the Superman mustache thing, and it blew their mind. They were like, wait, what? And I was yeah. like, yeah. Like, Warner Brothers could have just said, we're going to get a $30,000 mustache wig that I'm sure exists, and it would look perfect. But that they were so high school petty to be like, nope, yeah. <laughs> can't shave that mustache. Yeah. Anytime I have a dream, the last couple of dreams I've had movie-related, it's always the Mayfair. The Mayfair is way bigger for some reason. It's like an old-timey, like, <laughs> 2,000 seats. And it's some kind of Goonies-esque adventure that happens underneath the Mayfair. Like, yeah. we go into the Heller and we find treasure or something like that. Yeah. That's always like my Mayfair movie dreams. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I usually forget dreams 15 minutes later. Yeah, me too. But I've been thinking all day about the yeah. accidental Marvel <laughs> universe. So let's mention, I don't know much about it, but let's mention our Ottawa premiere of Like Me. Like Me. I know it's a crime drama. I know it was a Grand Jury Prize nominee at South by Southwest, because I use that in the social mm-hmm. media stuff. Mm-hmm. And the trailer looks cool, but do you the know? Trailer's awesome. Do you know much about it? Or do you no, know, like, I I like the distributor. Yeah, the distributor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I, I love the trailer, and just th- on those two things, I decided it'd be fun to try out. But no, I can't wait to see it. And I the poster's cool. It. Yeah, the poster's great. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like it's like judging a book by its cover. Yeah, <laughs> and I and it looks great. And that's always tough, even when just writing social media stuff or finding a blurb to put on the Facebook page. Sometimes it's hard because I don't want it spoiled. And sometimes I'll read well, something and I'm... You I'm mean, always offered a link to watch the movie. Yeah. But I don't want to watch the movie, no. so I want to see that the Mayfair. And even something that you think doesn't have a ton of spoilers, like, say, Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. I'll be, like, going through the four out of four star Rolling Stone review mm-hmm. and kind of just trying to, like, squint my way through it of Day-Lewis gives a fabulous performance. Right. But some of those reviews, I'm always fascinated that some people read reviews before... Because I think that Rolling Stone review, it's the movie. It really goes through and says, this happens, this happens, this happens, the end. And this is why I think it's great. Right. And I don't want to know that. So yeah. so even sometimes people ask me, like, oh, what's this movie? And I'm like, well, it looks cool, but I don't really know much about it because I want to be surprised as, yeah. as well. Yeah. I love wa- It's so hard nowadays, but I love walking into a movie blind, not knowing anything. Like, not knowing if it's a drama or a comedy. I kind of did, did that to Annihilation this week. Okay, yeah. And Mom and Dad. I went to see Mom and Dad. I liked Mom and Dad. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Although sensitive. I mean, it's a film, you know, that's out a week after what happened in, you know, yeah. the school shootings. And the film, there's all, you know, first act is all violence in a school. Yeah. Parents kill, trying to kill their kids. And it's, I can see why maybe the distributor said, yeah, let's not promote this one because, but I had fun watching it. I thought I, it was good. And yeah. I said I liked it not even in an ironic Sharknado kind of way. Like, yeah. I actually thought yeah. it was good. And I love that Lance Hendrickson played 
Or Nicholas Cage's father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just think... I kind of wish there was more people there. I kind of... Yeah. I kind of... Like, what's going to piss me off about Mom and Dad is that it's going to be on Netflix in a year. Everyone's going to be talking about how good it is. Yeah. And they're like... They're going to say to me, and it's happened before... Like Snowpiercer. Lee, have you seen Snowpiercer? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we played it like two years ago at the Mayfair. It's like, oh, it's I just saw it on Netflix. It's so <laughs> good. I'm like, I wish you discovered it at <laughs> yeah. the Mayfair instead of at, on Netflix. I even had that on movies that we've done half decent with. Like, I remember recently Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. Is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. And that was so great. And we actually got a good crowd, which I was so happy with because it kind of came on the heels of us also screening What We Do in the Shadows as an Ottawa premiere, which actually did well with us as well. Mm-hmm. But people find it later and be like oh you guys should show that one we're like yeah we did <laughs> we already showed that one I wish I would see I, you tell me it's on Netflix but I just want the Blu-ray yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only reason I get Blu-rays is to be honest is they're cheap and I've, I've become so cheap like mm. if it's like 15 bucks that's too much if it's like 8 dollars then I'm like oh yeah I'll get that or if it has like a ton of cool bonus stuff or it is they, they do look good on the big screen at the Mayfair too for doing like a birthday party or something like that. I buy them for Saturday at Cinema and yeah. things to show to me for sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Even a while ago, somebody screened a DVD for like an event, for like mm. a private thing. And it's crazy to think how DVD was the best. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, it's being blown up onto a big screen, which doesn't mm-hmm. help. Man, it looked bad. Yeah. Like, it looked bad. Yeah. And that exact same movie on Blu-ray would have looked perfection, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's very interesting that that big of a leap happened. And I think it's done now. Like, like I've said before, like, I don't think there's going to be a red ray. You know, like, like that's it. This, this is the last of yeah. our stuff. There, there won't be, yeah. Yeah, there might not be a new media break home. Or it'll be something you just can order online. Like, putting yeah. out certain vinyls now. People are putting up vinyls. Maybe they'll, I don't know. 4K might already be dead. But I thought that with, with kind of comic books as well. Like, comic books aren't going to go extinct. Paper might, you right. know. So they'll just be reading it on tablets and stuff. But so... So the medium will live on, but... Until, until uh, the firefighters show up and want to burn all your books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it, 451? 451, yeah. So I think that's about it. We mentioned, yeah, so Like Me is the Ottawa premiere. Three billboards, back for a second week. Shape of Water from Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. which I'm going to see tonight. My internet's down right now. I'm waiting for a modem to show up, but I'm going to edit this now. And worst case scenario, I'll just go to the Mayfair early and upload it oh, to the good. internet then because I'm going to go good. see Shape of Water in about four hours from now. Good. And then, yeah, do join us. If you're listening to this right away, join us for the Oscars. It's always fun. We'll have lots of cool prizes. I've got some stuff from House of Targ, Boston Pizza, mm. Comic Book Shop, Miss Tiggy Winkles. So we'll have a lot of good stuff to give away. And I think we have, we'll give away some posters and free passes and stuff like that as well. I think we still have like a box of old movies hiding somewhere. <laughs> we just yeah, it's the old giveaway. We, yeah, there's there's a box of DVDs, Blu-rays from last Oscars behind the screen. Yeah. We shouldn't tell people that. They no, just yeah. go back there. <laughs> it's a fine line between garbage and prizes. Chris, Chris McGlover is still back there, and George Hardy <laughs> yeah. is waiting for the next movies to come out, be shown. So thanks for listening. Go check us out on our website, mayfair3.ca. We're on all the social media stuff. Go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street. And we'll see you back at the Mayfair soon to watch some more movies and watch the last round of a little bit of Oscar stuff that we have coming up. Uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.
20th Century Fox and George Lucas bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Stop that ship! I've forgotten how much I hate space travel. Here they come. They're coming in too fast! The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'll come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. Good luck. Hit the accelerator. And villains. <laughs> and aliens from a thousand worlds. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you nearsighted scrap pile. years in the making. The Force will be with you. Always.